The North Forker Weekend Podcast is brought to you by Sherry Winter Parker of Corcoran. Sherry is the North Fork's top real estate agent and top producer from 2005 through 2020. Hi again, and welcome to another episode of the North Forker Podcast. I am Michalina Defont, and I'm joined today by Sarah Austin and Felicia Lavomia. Hi, ladies. Hi, how you doing? Great, how are you? Good. April is almost here. It is. It's insane that March flew by so quickly. Um, It definitely came in totally like winter and now it is so beautiful outside and it for me it's 100% spring I don't it I don't even feel like we had a winter it feels so refreshing and so nice and I'm so happy yeah it's really been beautiful and it's um it's such a pretty time of year and sort of exciting this year to see a lot of things opening up in more ways than one so welcome spring yes we always do welcome spring um and it's funny I mean I remember over the winter complaining to my husband saying how miserable I was at home and I was just so sick of our home and then spring hit and all of a sudden I fell in love with my home and my yard again and I'm so happy to be in my home and it's kind of fitting that our April issue is our North Fork at home issue um, so I just think that I'm sure so many other people also are starting to like discover new things in their home and to start to do more things their home and start with their yard and everything at this point is about home. Yeah. I mean, we've spent uh, some of us a year sort of looking at the same walls and thinking, Oh, I wish I could change that. And I feel like now people have a little bit of motivation to actually make some of those changes. So um, it's exciting to be able to do a whole issue about making your home more beautiful and enjoying it at a time when, you know, people really have come to recognize um, how important the home is to them as um, a place of refuge and also a place to, you know, express who they are and and to make um, their families happy and, and all of that good stuff. Definitely. Uh, Felicia, you wrote a fun story uh, about wine storage. And of course, the North Fork, we love our wine. And um, so many people love incorporating wine into their homes. So we talked to some really great people who have done that in like a really unique way. Yeah. So for this one, this story, there are kind of two sort of elements to it. The first was um, I talked to Brian Dixon from Vintage Manitouk who um, sort of walked me through the best ways to store wine at home and some common mistakes that people make so that when you are storing wine at home, as so many of us do, you're going to get the best out of your wine. And then the other part of the story was we actually reached out to our readers via Instagram and asked them if anybody had any sort of cool or unique ways that they stored their wine at home. And of course, our readers delivered. Um, So we featured three different readers' wine storage solutions um, from somebody converted a closet into this insane wine, like dream of a wine rack with cool archways that they built. Um, And then there's some other sort of more minimalistic designs um, to like this gorgeous glass enclosed wine cellar so you can see from the outside, that's like somebody's dream, clearly. Um, So it was kind of cool to see how different people on the North Fork are storing their wine. And this is definitely a visual story. So you've got to pick up an issue of the magazine to see these photos because they're amazing. 
Definitely. Um, they are so cool to see and they're so inspiring too. I keep on thinking of what nook in my home I can make into like a cool little wine storage area. Um, so yeah, they're fun and inspiring and everyone should definitely check them out. Um, another really beautiful story we have in our April issue is um, Spring is for Brunch. It's an at-home brunch story um, with recipes written by Lauren Lombardi of Lombardi's Lovely Market. And let me tell you something. I was at that shoot and she made all these dishes and they were the most beautiful dishes I've ever seen. They were so pretty and so vibrant and um, we even got to taste some. They were so delicious too. So <laughs> we're going to chat a bit about that. There are so many great recipes here. That was a tough day at the office, Michalina. <laughs> Very challenging day for me, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, her recipes are so beautiful. I mean, I especially love this. She did a cured salmon. It's this beautiful piece of salmon, which we're so lucky to have, you know, in this area, fish markets that can find the perfect um, piece for you uh, to cure. And she makes it look like a North Fork sunset. I mean, it goes from like beautiful pink to deep red um, because it's cured in blood orange and beet. Um, just amazing. Yes, which Lauren promises it's very easy to do. So for listeners that say that sounds impossible, it's not. And there's a recipe here for you to make at home for your family or friends or whomever. Oh, absolutely. We are not interested in printing recipes that you're not actually going to make and that aren't usable for people at home. So I really encourage you to try them and like send us photos on Instagram when you make them um, because they're all really doable. And, you know, everything from there's some brunch pizza recipes that use pre-made pizza dough. Um, there's a beautiful panna cotta that you can make ahead of time and just stick in the fridge and it's there for whenever your guests get there. So um, just a beautiful menu. And um, we love uh, working with Lauren and seeing her creative vision, you know. Yeah, she's really wonderful. And it was also really fun. Um, we had local mixologist Joseph Coleman create cocktails for us to kind of pair with these brunch offerings. And they're so much fun. And um, they seem fancy, but again, they're really easily achievable. Um, he has all the ingredients here and the exact instructions. So definitely check out the magazine um, and look for those as well. And then we have a few home stories in our at-home magazine, um, how fitting. Um, and they were really different and beautiful and inspiring in their own ways. Um, we have a great story um, about architect Wayne Turret's contemporary Passive House. Um, so Sarah, let's chat about that a bit. Yeah, so Passive House, I just, I heard about this house and I knew we had to do a story on it because I find um, this Passive House movement so interesting. It's uh, originated in Germany and it's um, a field of architecture that, that um, aims to make a house as uber energy efficient as possible. Um, it does that by what they call sealing the envelope so that no air um, gets in, you know, leaks out of the house or into the house, which sounds rather stifling. <laughs> um, but in fact, it creates much healthier air quality because there's a, a huge focus in the house on ventilation and air quality and reducing um, pollutants in the home, for instance, from a gas stove or something like that. So, um, Wayne Turret uh, stayed in a friend of a friend's passive house. Um, 
and when he was traveling and he became absolutely fascinated. Um, he, he told our contributor, Lauren Parker, by this concept, uh, so much so that he bought all in and he did it in his own home in, in Greenport, um, in part to show, I think, his clients the maximum of, you know, that could be achieved if you really go all in um, in doing an, an eco-friendly, earth-friendly, you know, climate-friendly home that's also very luxurious and, and beautiful. Um, yeah, it's also, I was surprised at how warm and inviting the home looks, although you would think like minimalism and modernism like maybe a cold front, but it definitely is beautiful and warm and the details in his home are so gorgeous um, and so inviting. Yeah, I mean, part of the concept is to have these huge windows um, that let the light in and, and they sort of angle the awning so that in the summer you block the hot sun, but in the winter it allows that lower light into the home to help heat it so it stays cool in the summer and hot in the winter. So there's a lot of sort of, you can geek out to the architectural <laughs> concepts in it, or you can just enjoy the beautiful design. Um, you know, you can, you can take it either way. And there's also um, a lot of useful tips that anyone can use in their own home to lower your energy bills. H energy bills in a passive home are up to 90% lower uh, than average. That's so incredible. Crazy. There's almost, uh, it's almost no energy bills whatsoever. So um, we've got some great tips like, you know, replacing your windows and doing an energy audit and just thinking about how you use um, energy in your own home to make your own house more energy efficient. Yeah, that's really great. And these tips are um, really good and really eye-opening and just good things for us all to think about. Um, another story we had for the home is an interior designer, Dan Mazzarini, um, let us into his home and it is so beautiful and so warm and so charming. Uh, Lauren Parker also wrote this story for us. Oh my gosh, I love this home and we're so grateful to Dan for welcoming us uh, into his personal home. He's uh, an internationally resound, re um, renowned uh, interior designer who um, designed the original American Beach uh, restaurant and hotel. Um, and sort of when he was working on that project, fell in love with the area, as so many of us do, and, and bought uh, his own home here. And he, what I love about his aesthetic is you often think of, oh, it's an interior designer's home. It's pristine. It's sort of minimalist. There's no clutter. And he literally calls himself a happy hoarder. <laughs> he just collects stuff wherever he goes that has personal meaning. Um, so when he travels, he buys art or, or furniture at a flea market, and he kept his childhood twin beds because they meant so much to him and they were owned by his great grandparents, you know, and just stuff that we, or at least I personally always feel guilty about keeping and feel like, oh, it's clutter. It's not, you know, design approved. It's, um, it's a problem. And to him, it's something to be celebrated. And so uh, his home does not look remotely cluttered or um, fusty, but it has just personal meaning in every single room. Everything he bought either has like a local connection and he's very into collaborating with North Fork, um, you know, antique shops and curators and adding local design flavor, or it has family meaning to him, or it's connected to friends. And so it just, you can tell when you look at the home, it just bursts, bursts with personality. Um, and I think it's just what everybody aspires to. It's so North Fork to not, it's not sort of cold and glamorous. 
it's no, it, it really does. It feels so North Forky. Um, and you can tell it's so personal and these elements all seem, even though I'm sure many of them are high end luxury, they seem so well loved and enjoyed. And this home just seems so warm and bright and welcoming. And, and I really do love it so much too. And the thing I love about the piece is that it, it, he, he gave us a lot of great advice that you can steal for your own home, own home rather than sort of gawking at a professional designer's home. Um, he makes it, again, really easy for you to, to put it into action in your own beautiful North Fork Haven. Definitely. Um, another story that I personally loved so much was a piece written by Kaylin Riley, um, and it's a Confessions of a Pandemic Chicken Mom, and it's literally about her and her family's experience um, raising backyard chickens and she talks about her daughters and their emotional connection to the chickens. And it's so real and so raw and you just are able to connect with it so well. Um, and I really, the story was so cute. Yeah. I mean, I recommend this story to anyone who's ever even considered a bit having chickens for a pet, which apparently is a lot of us on the yeah. North Fork. Um, the, the sources in her story said that um, sales of chicks last spring were up 100 fold. Um, and they anticipate that's going to continue into this summer. So there was a lot of pandemic chicken buying, like impulse buying, as she admits her family did, you know, not fully prepared for the experience, but they learned a lot. And they have eight beloved pet chickens now and have, you know, gradually become uh, experts. And it's just very heartwarming to see, um, you know, the boost that this gave her family during a difficult year. Yeah, it really is heartwarming. It's definitely a great word for it. Um, and it's really informative also. It kind of like walks you through like making sure that you're getting like the right type of chicken and how to go about like setting up their enclosure um, and what you can do to get your family involved. So there's definitely um, great useful tips in the story as well. Yeah, if there's one thing the experts say, it was do not underestimate the commitment you're making when you buy a chicken. You know, don't be one of those people that just gets a little Easter chick and thinks <laughs> you can just stick it in the backyard. Yeah, definitely not. Um, I think that this story actually may deter people from having chickens. Maybe that's a good thing. People that definitely aren't prepared for them um, will realize how much of a of a true lift this is. <laughs> I think Kaylin would say that she has become a true believer in um, chickens as a very loving um, pet, um, you know, <laughs> alternative to a cat or a dog or, a <laughs> or <laughs> other things that families might have considered. But yeah, a big commitment. Um, we had a new page in our April edition, and this is going to continue throughout the year as well. Um, and it is Dream Day, where we feature um, a specific town or area or place for you to go and enjoy a full day. Um, and Sarah, you wrote this one, and this was about enjoying the outdoors in Calverton. Yeah, I mean, the idea for this column basically um, comes from the fact that I just, I don't know about you, but I love it when people just tell me exactly what to do. Um, like on a weekend, it's like, go <laughs> then go here for lunch, stop off here for a drink and your day is done. And so we wanted to give people little itineraries that they can literally rip out of the magazine and save. And when you have a, a Saturday or a Sunday free and you have that question, oh, what are we going to do today? I mean, there's so many beautiful things, um, 
on Long Island to do. So this will be things on the North Fork, but also um, what we call off the fork, you know, sort of nearby adventures. Um, but yeah, in the first one, we, I wanted to focus on things we could do outside, first of all, because it's a beautiful time of year. And then obviously, you know, there's also health concerns with wanting to spend a little more time distanced outside. So um, we talked about a day that starts with um, uh, some eggs at Wine Country Deli in Calverton and picking up picnic supplies and then heading over to Peconic River Herb Farm for a picnic and some relaxation in that magical, magical spot. Um, and then maybe some mini golf at Long Island Sports. Um, some beer at Peconic County Brewing, the new um, Riverhead Brewery that we're all a little obsessed with. And they have a um, beautiful deck out back where you can sit by the Peconic River. And then, of course, dinner um, in downtown Riverhead at one of the other great spots right on the river. Um, so I hope everyone enjoys this um, column. And if you have a dream day you want us to design for you at a certain spot let us know give us suggestions of destinations yes we'd love a challenge that sounds like a lot of fun well ladies thank you so much for hopping on with me and talking about our april issue everyone go pick it up it's on newsstands this week um and enjoy spring